This is a podcast about just opinions. Hey, yo, this is what it is. This is what I think. We all have kind of outlandish takes. Like, don't at me. If there's other freeform stuff that comes with it, we cover that too. Hey, hold on real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. Don't at me. Episode 23 or 24 or some shit. What's yeah, going on, y'all? What much. y'all been up to? You, know, you have Jock Gary over here. Nothing. Chilling. Mm-hmm. Life is good. So we got to laugh a little bit. I remember uh, Chance and I a couple years ago recorded an episode of this Mike and Chance show. It was one episode because, you know, Chance, he always kind of disappears. Anyway, uh, we were talking for like an hour and a half. And the entire time, it didn't record. And I'm laughing because we just recorded for about 10 minutes and it didn't record Gary's mic. And that's actually my fault. So... Y'all can SMH directed at me. But, hey, at least it was only 10 minutes. Yeah. And we caught it. Right. So we were talking about travel. That's what we started out. I recently went on some work travel, and I got clear. Do y'all know about clear? Yeah, I don't. I know you were mentioning that. And once you brought it up, I thought this shit is, you know, it's crazy. Because the concept, like, it's crazy in a good way, but also... How is it actually like possible? Are they injecting some kind of chip inside of you? So many thoughts going in my head. So, chip, microchip, mark of the beast. So the way it works, you know, air air travel. You go to the airport. You spend ten minutes, fifteen minutes waiting in line uh, for them to check your ID and boarding pass. Then you wait another ten, fifteen minutes at the back of the TSA line. You know, next thing you know, it's thirty minutes later, and you're like. <sighs> stressed out because you're just sitting there having to take like half your clothes off and shit like that yeah so with clear you get to cut that first line entirely so if it's a 10 15 minute line you get to cut to the front of that shit what happens is they scan either your fingerprints thumbs eyes and it has a photo that that confirms it it's gonna sound like an ad it's not an ad it's just a straight up review mm-hmm. it is the best life hack i've got going for me right now and i think that's very cool for a lot of people that travel a lot because once again, it if gets you. If you travel a lot. Yeah, it gets you in that um, mindset that, okay, if there was a one off time that I was running a little late, I know I don't have to wait in the, a long line. I can just already know that I'm paying this monthly fee. And speaking of that, how much does it actually cost, Mike? So it's like 180 for a year. So it's, it's not cheap. Um, so far, I've used it three times and it's benefited me twice. Mm, okay. The last time the line the line wasn't long enough that like I really felt it, you know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's it's cool. It's not the same as pre-check. Pre-check's a little bit different. The way that works is when you go to TSA, it's a shorter line. Not so short anymore because a lot of people have it. Mm-hmm. But you're basically, you know, you don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to take your belt off. Your it saves you saves you bag. time, right? More yeah, and time. the hassle of having to take all that shit off, you yeah. know. But what I like about Clear, when I did it this last time when I used it, I didn't have to take shit out of my pockets. Well, I eventually had to at TSA, but coming through, scanned my finger, and then boom, I pulled my pass up on my Apple Watch. Yeah. Dude, technology. Technology. <laughs> technology it's, it's got crazy. me in. Eventually, when would it get to the point where that TSA, TSA pre-check line gets two-packed to where everyone pretty much like it'll be the inverse like everybody has it now so it's almost like what's the point of having it because now this line is longer 
Yeah. That's eventually if that eventually occurs. That's not unrealistic. You know, like there's a decent chance that happens. And it's it's like uh at that point you get like a a pre checked platinum or something, you know what I mean? Like like a higher paid monthly subscription. Yeah, social stratification right in front of you. And definitely that's gonna happen. I mean it happens with everything, right? I mean that's just life, you know. Like, Pre check, it used to be you look over and you're like, damn, all these fuckers get the cut. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, well, these 10 people have a shorter 40 people line than we yeah. have. A lot of times when I see it, I'm like, uh, like, like in a way, like it's like you're saving time, but at the same time, um, does it become a point where you're a lot more comfortable where you're pushing it like almost getting there late just knowing that oh i can just yeah yeah, i'm just gonna squeeze in like oh yeah whatever i can avoid you know if i plan ahead for traffic i'm gonna hit the snooze button a little sooner that is true that is true because i've seen that with myself i I always get it it's usually about two hours for me i get in less than an hour i have a lot of time to kill that's how i like to do it when i'm going for leisure when it's work maybe an hour 45 you know a little bit shorter but now it's becoming like an hour and a half, you know, because I have clear. So I'm not giving myself as much margin for error. And I think with this, this whole coronavirus outrage thing that's <laughs> happening right now, that it's going to it's going to take even longer to, for different processes to happen, you know. So that's going to make it even worse. You know, in my opinion. I, I won't lie. Like, people were all coughing on the plane. And I was like, ah. Yeah, I think that thing we like you look over the shoulder like. Ugh. Yeah, I think that's everybody's initial reaction because it's it's really getting bad right now, you know. So I don't blame you, you know. Um, not saying that everybody that coughs and sneezes like oh they have something, but you just initially you're gonna, you're gonna think like oh okay. Yeah. Just cover up, you know what I mean? Yeah, cover up. Bring your your Lysol. Bring your wipes. Bring sanitizer. <laughs> wipe so like, are we gonna start wearing masks pretty soon? I mean, probably. I mean, everybody, in my opinion, should be wearing masks like on the plane. If you're if you're if you're flying, no, if you're flying uh, right now, if you're flying overseas, not domestically, of course. But yeah, you should be taking precaution. Hey, I'm not gonna lie though. So my gate. That's here's the thing, Gary. You you know about this? Uh, Going to Seattle. I've been there three times now, and each time my gate has changed. Each time, once or even twice before. But the gate changes. So you have to, like, run to the other side of the airport. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, though. It went from C to E back to C. E, you know, Bush is intercontinental or uh, international. Oh, as far as terminal? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to the international wing. I, I don't know about that, you know, because yeah. it's got to be in there somewhere. It's like a hidden, like, a secret. Yeah, and it's weird because that international, video game. like, E takes you, yeah, it takes you to Japan. That's to yeah. where I would go. That's X crazy. out. Yeah. That's messed up. But anyway, when I do travel, um, I realize, like, there are a few, like, select things that I watch. Like, when you travel, what's the first thing that comes on the TV when you're unpacking your bags and shit? So you're saying, like, mainly. Are you saying, like, on the plane or, like, at, at, like, your destination, like, your hotel? Hotel. Because the way I see it, usually, I mean, I've started to go travel a lot early. Mm -hmm. While I land there, like, nine a.m. and be able to like explore the city for a couple hours have coffee and then go to the hotel and then go do dinner 
But I feel like in the past, and I feel like what a lot of people do is they'll travel evening of or afternoon or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're not really getting there with much time to go explore. Maybe you go get dinner, but you go to the hotel, you go up there, you watch some hotel TV. Okay. My go-to for that, of course, ESPN to start. Once I have one cycle through Sports Center, then it's either First 48 or Gangland. Because classic, evergreen, good shit to watch. Evergreen, I remember that. Yeah, me personally, um, I agree with you. Those are those are dope things to watch. Me personally, I'm a big ass kid, so I like finding the first cartoons that I can find for nostalgia. Like, okay, nostalgia. Like, okay, like this reminds me of growing up. You know, like a old school like cartoon. Like Girls Gone Wild infomercial. <laughs> nah, with Snoop Dogg, not quite. Yeah, with Snoop, I remember that. But no, just like you know, some kind of Cartoon Network, something you know, or you know, right. ESPN, like you guys said. That's another good one, of course. And that's about it. I try not to watch TV too much, you know, but I know what you're saying. Like, if you're in a hotel and you have the downtime, you have to look at something, you know, so. Y'all ever watch The Soup? The Soup? Not personally. Not me. Do you, yeah. do you know what it is, though? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I thought it was pretty fun, like, pretty funny. Um, you Earlier, Mike, you were mentioning the old host. I thought it was pretty cool, dude. Like, it, it got him, dope. like, into a lot of but movies. Was, yeah, yeah, he would be, uh, he was in that Dane Cook movie, too, I think, uh, where it's like, him and Dane Cook are trying to get Jessica Simpson, like working at a grocery oh, no, that store. Was Dax. Oh, that, that was someone that was else. Dax. Okay, I'm, I'm getting him but mixed he up. Has but yeah, been, uh, he's been he's in a lot of corny, like random. Well, he's like the asshole kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he was the host, and then he's been in movies. So they had a new uh, host, and it was this like girl. I don't remember her name. I've never seen her before in any, in anything else. Cute, you know. So she had like that quirky cuteness like attractive appeal that makes you want to watch okay uh i love the concept of the show so you so know. did they revamp it like is it different pretty now? much yeah or? and and i forgot what was i think i was watching friday like they had all the friday movies playing on e okay and in between they were showing commercials for the soup coming on later so i was like all right let me check it out you know the concept they show like videos and American Idol or like whatever's been playing from the last week current events not you know very much up the don't at me alley you know yeah so showing different videos some of them were hilarious I'm sitting here laughing love the concept likable host just awful production though like the studio like the laughing like the forced laugh tracks you know and that's when it's not really good when it's it's not genuine enough yeah and it was really bad writing and I'll say like like, the whole applause I hate that like so like you said obvious and it started out like pretty slow like I didn't really like the way it came out from the gates but I like the host Mm -hmm. I like the concept Mm -hmm. I might tune in again later but you know in current event pop culture news, I just felt like that was pretty apropos. Yeah, just to like give it the benefit of the doubt because things can gradually get better. Maybe you're watching an episode that wasn't that great, or who knows, you know. So right. I mean, yeah, nowadays if it's not good by the pilot, you might as well exile. Yeah, exile by the end of this. Literally, as soon as the season ends. So. Me personally, uh, speaking on that, I have a bad habit of like steady. So let me rephrase it. I have a bad habit. Of continuing continuing to watch like shitty stuff because I still just want to finish it. 
that makes sense. You know, even though I know it's bad, I'm still gonna finish it just so I can say, okay, I got through it. That oh, and yeah, I turned it off that, real quick. I like watch yeah, like no, a I, shitty Netflix right, movie. Right, I still just yeah. watch it, you know, so I can finish it. You know, I was watching. It's funny because I'm literally the opposite of y'all. Like, I can't stand something that's not gonna catch my attention. Like the Turning Flash. It off. The Flash yeah. was shitty. No, not the Flash. It was another one. Flash was good actually. It was uh, the one where they were the CW. CW just produces shitty like superhero oh, shows. Oh yeah, Arrow, like, whatever. Well, like Supernatural. And, <laughs> yeah, and it was one of them. I was watching it was Guardians or something, and, and they went like in the past, and it just was bad acting, and it just was fucking bad. But I kept watching. And it's like CW usually has like horrible CGI. <laughs> where you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it's super bad. Dragons <laughs> with lasers. All I've seen lately are bad Netflix movies. Like I hate Netflix, man. Like. I've said it before on the podcast, Netflix still sucks. The documentaries, some of the original content is fine, but they don't have licenses for anything I want to watch, ever. I think Netflix ever. actually, personally, um, they did kind of fall off a little bit in my view. Uh, it just, ever since Disney Plus came out. And like you said, it was the licensing issue, so. But as soon as, yeah, as soon as Disney Plus was like, oh, I can get on, yeah. Apple you know, Plus and Apple TV can get on, so. Right. Yeah, I'm that completely screwed competition them. now, though. Yeah, Hulu, Hulu's one that's not really talked about much either anymore. Do you guys hear people talking about Hulu's Hulu? Hulu's got live sports. Yeah. They that's what they're that promoting. Ad budget, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, man, budget. hey, if Buddy gets elected, that just, that's just proof that great marketing works. Yeah, yeah he's everywhere. Literally. I mean, dude, mm-hmm. dude, Every like, commercial. oh my God, Every, everywhere. Everywhere on internet, like, he's always popping up. It's crazy, man. YouTube. Money. Mm-hmm. Everything you watch, he's on there. Yep. Everywhere. I guess when you're a billionaire, you can control the country. <laughs> yeah. Like, to an extent, definitely. To a certain extent, for sure. So, we got Scream playing randomly in the background. Scream was a classic movie, it man. Was, like, man. the I first... Like Scream. Of its kind, you know, kind of like Saw too when it first came out. Saw. I, I hey. think I think when it first came out, my parents didn't let me see. They were like, "Oh, yes, it's bad." Shout out Saw though. Mm. Saw is continuing though. Saw. Y- y- y'all saw. Y'all have seen that, right? I've seen that, but I want to say one thing about that. Wait, yeah, what episode it's, it's, it's is it gonna? I mean, one. what? Like fifty now? Who knows? Yeah, it's, no, it's, it has to be on nine now. Let me let me, <laughs> let me pull it up. First off, me and Mike used to work at the movie theater when Saws would. Yeah. Getting better in y'all shoes. Officially well, so aired. The first That's one crazy. I liked. Second one yeah. I liked. Like they were good, and then they started getting crazy. But you're like because they run yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. After saw point, they run five, out. you're done. Bro. I think they get crazy because they run out of ideas personally. So they're just thinking. Well, about you it. get invested, and you're like, I, I want to finish the story. Yeah. It's like a TV show, you know. Right. All right. So spiral. A sadistic mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral, the terrifying new chapter from the Book of Saw. And I noticed Working in the shadow of an esteemed police veteran, Samuel L. Jackson, brash detective Ezekiel Zeke Banks, Chris Rock, and his rookie partner, Max Mingella, take charge of a grisly investigation into murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. So basically, Chris Rock is taking a stab at the Saw franchise. Yeah, I mean, either way, I'm still going to watch it. So they randomly decide will. to get better actors. Right, just mm-hmm. to kind of um, like revise everything, revamp. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm still going to watch it, personally. They made, you know, Saw, like, what, all the way to 7, and then they made, like, a 3D one. Yeah, who knows? 
Well, then they made the saw, uh, jigsaw from like two years ago or three years ago. It was like a weird remake that really didn't have any publicity. But now Chris Rock is on it. They're continuing it. But you know, I'll say this, you know, a lot of, everybody's critical of all these remakes and all these redos and, you know, all these Lion King and Aladdin and I've shit on those movies before because I don't have any interest watching them. But, bold take, some some remakes are actually pretty good. Some are good. You definitely agree with that. But um, I hate the fact when they keep, they won't let something die. And what I mean by that, like Chucky, for example, or remember when the Final Destinations yeah, would come out a lot where it's just too much. Where like, I get it, it's good, but you, Fast and the Furious is another one. Yeah. Like you gotta let this shit what, die after a while, nine, man. No. Yeah, uh, it's too much sometimes. John Cena, it's like, <laughs> come on, yeah. bring Han and that back. that can ruin a franchise. Like for example, Leprechaun. Remember when they had Leprechaun in the hood, and that just ruined Leprechaun the whole. Leprechaun in space. Jason X, remember that? <laughs> like, it's like just let it go. Even the Michael Myers, I know it was pretty good, but it's it's the same story. Just now it's newer times, so they have well, better animation. That actually no, the new the new Halloween is actually a different story. Okay, huh? so the one that so they made Halloween one, two, all the way to H two O, which I think was seven. Yeah, Halloween Resurrection was eight. Rob Zombie redid Halloween one and two in his own lens, and it was similar but a little mm. bit more gruesome. Yeah. That was like 08, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one that came out that was actually technically Halloween 2. They retconned all of 2 through 8. All of that, hey, that didn't actually happen. Halloween 1 happened, and then he gets shot, falls out of the balcony. They capture him, and then he's locked up. And then one day he gets out, right. and then boom, he goes back on his rampage. And they changed it because in the first one... It's about family ties. He hears a voice that says, hey, go kill your family. This one says, oh, they're actually not family. He's the shape. He's killing just to kill. Like, there's no motive behind it, you know? So they got the movie coming out this year. I think it's Halloween Kills or something. And then the next one is uh, next year. I forget the other name of it. What, what's some of you guys' like, favorite remakes that has been out or actually coming out? I haven't seen the Grudge, but I kind of want to see the new Grudge. It's Grudge, yeah. That seems like it can be like a good one. Me personally, um, I think I'm really gonna like Jordan Peele's uh, Candyman that's coming out. That looks like gonna be very, very. I still haven't good. seen the trailer. The trailer. Yeah, I know y'all sent it, but I haven't watched it yet. The trailer's like the trailer's dope, man. I suggest yeah, you watch excited. it. Kind of excited. I think that was, I think that was the first scary movie. Uh, when I came back to the states when I as a kid, that my cousins you saw it reference, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, go in the mirror and say, I would not you know, Candyman," and then then and then it's then it flipped to Bloody Mary, something. Yeah, like, Bloody Mary. So, no, yeah. so, so do we say Bloody Mary in the mirror? Do we say Candyman? Like, I wasn't so, that curious of a kid. Like, no, I was still smart. Like, I'm not doing that shit. My cousins would mess me up. They would, they, they would, we would all would go to the restroom like during like a family event. They'd throw me in there and be like. Say it. They would yeah, say it. They, they would say it. Turn the lights off and run out. Close the door. And I'm like stuck in there. But you can turn. You can easily like, turn lights yeah, on. I never yeah. understood why we didn't do like that. freaking just turn out. It back on. Right. Is, is that is, was that was that a '90s thing? That was that was everybody. Especially us being younger. Yeah. It's crazy. 
my cousin used to do that shit to me all the time, and I couldn't do anything. I felt powerless. And, and, and I know, right? Being like six, seven years old, and crying like, and shit. I know, you're like, ah, <laughs> yeah. What do I do? And what it, do I do? It's, uh, it's funny now being um, an adult, being an adult. Yeah. You, like uh, you realize the weird shit y'all used to do as kids. Like uh, I remember my cousins used to always they would they would put on my aunt's. Uh, Mardi Gras mass. <laughs> they, were, they, they, they would be Mardi, but they would they look creepy uh, though. Eyes wide shut shit. Yeah, it, it, like it's so like Fifty Shades of Gray mass, and then, and then they would flip. They would like flip the light switch on and off, like you know, real consistently, fast. real fast. They're doing these weird ass gyrations, you know, like fucking break dancing. It looks awkward, you know. Right, and right. like me and my like the younger backwards. cousins, yeah, my younger, they were doing some shit like that. That would be creepy as hell. But yeah, so, I got a question weird. for y'all. Candyman intro. I'm gonna play it real mm. quick. Let me tell. If, tell me if you know where you've heard this before. Here it comes. Hang tight. It's showing credits. Where have you heard this? We just did this. <laughs> we, we just did this. Yeah. I didn't realize it. Yeah, Travis. Now you guys know. Days before rodeo, the prayer. That's what that's from. I feel like a lot of listeners probably didn't really listen to Days Before Rodeo. I think it's a hidden gem. Yeah. Chance actually put me on. I never knew that. Yeah, Chance. Shout out to Chance, man. Chance. Where you at? Crispy boy. (laughs) Chance's been busy lately. I don't know where Chance has been. Yeah, Chance's not on with us tonight because he's, like you said, he's been busy lately uh, doing different stuff, but... Hey, other uh, pop culture news. Y'all see Vanessa Bryant suing the uh, Kobe Bryant pilot? I actually heard about that, and the did hear. I didn't know like enough. I don't know enough to like speak up on it. If I'm being honest, um, so if you guys can like elaborate that old situation and why she's actually suing. So the the a lot of people see that the cause or feel the cause of the crash that day were poor conditions. Yeah, definitely inclement weather. It was foggy. Definitely not a situation where a pilot really should be flying. Right. But didn't the pilot pass away though? Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Well, so, yeah, so like yeah, is, I think the company, the company itself. Okay, company. Okay. So yeah, I mean like apparently they were they were just flying too low not enough elevation because it was very foggy couldn't see poor weather conditions and you know the argument was well why would you not say hey i can't fly in this but you also think and i know it's a touchy subject think about days where you're driving and it's very rainy outside and you know you're like well shit i really got to get somewhere i need to go i need to get there I mean, by the time it's who, pouring, you can't really reverse at that point. Yeah, so you, might as well you know. Keep going forward. 
And I mean, I think not, there's too many like helicopter crashes like that happen. It's not. Let me rephrase that. It's not a lot that happens, and when they do happen, it's because of inclement weather or something that's a one-off. So something I think random. They, yeah, they need to set something in place to like prevent it or like, hey, some kind of radar detector. Hey, I wouldn't advise this or no, we can't fly because of this. Like it should be some kind of law or something, you know, enforced. Right. Yeah. Opinion. I mean, trust me, I would fly. And there are tons of yeah regulations, but. I think um, when it comes to like private flying, it's kind of at discretion. So, yeah. yeah, I was on a helicopter once, my twenty seventh birthday. Because helicopters aren't that heavy, right? They're kind of does weight play, crazy. weight plays an issue too if you have too many people on. Like, am I right or am I wrong about that? Honestly, don't know, but I would imagine so. Yeah. Like Gary, does that play I, a factor I, I, in in the Aaliyah flight? It did with their the um, the whole reason that flight Shout crashed was due to the fact yeah due to the fact that they were. Um, Way too much cargo and equipment, and stu- you know, studio and set stuff for yeah. the concert that was on board. So yeah, that pl- that played a factor, but typically it doesn't okay. because regulations could easily. God, Anybody man. flying in those conditions would make me nervous. You know who else make, makes me nervous? Are people that drive with two hands, out really? of out of need. What's it called? Ten. Uh, Ten and two. Ten and two. Yeah. People that drive out. I'm about to say ten toes down. Oh wow! <laughs> Terrifying. Ten toes down, baby. <laughs> Terrify me Because it's just like you, you see them It's like they can't keep their hands still They're constantly going back and forth Like spinning their hands Like in a cartoon Like or think like, about it, If you see like, somebody driving a car in a cartoon swinging, the Steering wheels right. all swinging over the place the right. Cars just going straight or Some people you, drive like that Yeah it reminds you of like a go-kart You know those little go-kart mm-hmm. tracks Where you just like I thought you really Terrifies me You see old people You see like old ladies with They got like the 90 degree First elbows. of all I don't think old people Should be driving Period Not at all When you're like 80 or 90 You should not be driving Like I'm sorry They if drive so wait, slow There needs to be a Like if there's a driving Minimum There should be a maximum Yeah I agree Definitely Because you know A lot of them are actually Senile and like Dementia They don't know What they're doing sometimes And they're on the road That's extremely dangerous And yeah. you don't have to drive For yourself and others so that's why, like you said, Mike, it definitely should be like an age limit. We're like, nah, you're too old to drive. I'll, I'll be cool with that. If I'm old, I'll be cool with that. Like, whatever. What is the future of cars? I think it's going to be all self-driving. Automated. Oh, it's just going to be self-driving. Yeah. yeah sure. So when it, so when it, at that point, I once you're that it, once you're that old, you might as well invest in self-driving. Not going to be allowed much longer, around much longer. So it's like, hey, might as well invest in a new Tesla <laughs> and move to Miami. <laughs> you know what I noticed though about <laughs> elderly people? Yeah. They seem to have like no urgency, no giddy up. Because they know that what's about to they happen. They know where to go. Yeah, what's about to happen. <laughs> well, like they know what's about to happen. My thought is like, I, I, why am I, Why would I take my time? I want to go get a lot of shit done before that time comes. Well, a lot of them, I think personally, I feel like they can't really move that fast anymore. And we see that now too. The older what you get, what about driving though? Same. Everything is slower for them because the mind is just different, you know. And it's like, you know what? Mike, here's what I'm gonna say to like to add like on what you were saying right now. Why am I gonna rush to get to where I'm going? Let me appreciate everything more since I know I'm, I'm limited. My days are numbered pretty much, so I'm not gonna rush anything. I'm gonna slow everything down and take my time with everything that I'm doing, so I can gain value out of it. That's how there I'm is value in appreciating the little things yeah. for sure. Not to deny that at all. But I just feel like when you're driving 40 miles an hour on the freeway, <laughs> yeah, that shit's annoying. There's some problems going on. Like you got to figure that out. You know? But in, in retro, in, in you know hindsight, uh, I do respect the old ladies that be fucking 
like mashing it. Like, I'm not even mad. Like, first, I'm mad at first. Like, Those ones fuck? got a little bit of elbow fat. Yeah, I'm like, who the hell is this? A little bit of elbow fat, 90 degree angles. Like, who is this speeding up, cutting me off? And I see his old grandma with her shades on. I'm like, all right, cool, you got it. Go ahead. Their hair doesn't even hit their shoulders. I'm not even mad anymore. I'm like, I see you. <laughs> so got I those think that's bobs. Cool. Bob cuts. Yeah. You notice every every flowery dresses. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but <laughs> like yeah, Buick, Buick. Buick. I don't know if you guys. Same. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed, but every grandma or old person I feel in New York is super swaggy. Like they dress like super like nice with the Ray Bans, and it's just it's cool like their style. You know what I mean? And out here we don't see that a lot, so I thought that was very cool. Like when you visit like the East Coast, you know. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Too you haven't much. seen that? Yeah, it, it's out definitely. They 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 dress up more. To be old, like you said, you feel like when you're old, it's like whatever at that point. But they still try. Any other current events on the docket? I don't think so, huh? Dive into some questions. Mm-hmm. You guys got any questions? Yeah, uh, one thing I want to say, not questions, but um, guys, we'll be having a free giveaway of a shirt actually coming out soon. So we're going <laughs> to... Shirt. Three shirts. Yeah, well, I'm saying like it's one shirt, like one gift they're, they're getting. Win one. Yeah, it's one shirt. True. Uh, so with three different people, and stay so tuned on social, right? stay tuned, and we're gonna like let you know like how to enter the contest and win. It's pretty simple, but just keep your eyes open, you know, for everything. Make sure you're subscribing so you can know what to actually do like when it comes out. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Rep Network. Make sure you also pay attention to Play It By Ear. We actually recorded a good one this week. Did a uh, listen along to the album Damn. You know, Kendrick Lamar, album from April 2017. However, we played it in reverse order. Not many people know that there is a different feel, somewhat of a different story to it, if you listen to it in reverse order. So make sure you check us out, play it by ear, available wherever you listen to podcasts. So back to the docket. I actually do have a question for somebody, though. What's the question? So... This one's, you know, this one's a little bit controversial, but it's, you know, tied to relationships and whatnot. Okay. Do you keep in touch or have, how do you approach breaking up with somebody, like keeping in touch with them after the fact? So I'll go ahead and start. Is that cool? Do yeah, it. I have a lot to say about this. Um, <laughs> I thought you, I mean, sure. Go for it. So me, from my personal experiences, I never had any bad blood with any of my exes. Uh, so... You know, if we were out in public and I happened to run into, like, an ex or somebody, it's cool. Like, we talk, hey, how you been? It's no bad blood once again. And it's something that's actually cool. And I've actually been friends with some of my exes before because they know that, okay, like, I know he's with somebody or she's with somebody. It's not like I'm trying to get at this person or more like that. You go beyond, like, the fact that, okay, like, yeah, we dated in the past and yeah we you know did shit obviously but we're not it's not in that headspace anymore because each year you change as a person you know like you may not yeah you may not feel this like obviously you don't feel the same way so I think that it's okay to be friends now where I feel like it's a problem at if you're hanging out with your ex all the time oh yeah and you're you're, you're texting them all the time like when we're gonna hang out when we're gonna hang out like all the time if you're like involved in something else and yeah that's an actual issue like right. most definitely But if that's not the case If it's like You know like Say like you know your ex Or something is, is going through some shit And as you know A caring person Like you care about This person as a person You know not like right. oh, I'm in love But just as a person It's okay if you want to reach out And make sure Okay I want to make sure This person is not Going to do something crazy 
You know, like I think that's fine personally. So that that's my take on that as an ex. I don't uh I don't really keep in touch with too many of them. Really like thinking about it, I can't think of one that I do keep in touch with. Yeah, you're like, not one that I you're have not talked to. Yeah, ever. you're not supposed to. And like, that's you know, yeah, yeah, and it's understandable, right. you know. Now, if I was to bump into one in public, mm-hmm. I'd be cordial, yeah. friendly, you know. Even even some of the ones that didn't end in the best of ways. Have all your exes ended like good or bad mostly? Well, I'd say, you know, the, the big one that ended for me probably ended kind of badly because <laughs> of circumstance alone. Yeah, I got you. But, I mean, I think you have to look at the maturity you had right. at the time of the relationship. Because right. when I was younger, I would say a lot of those, no. Because I was immature, stupid, you know, whenever things go south, you're younger, you almost feel like you want to kind of be like, you were the one that had the say. Yeah. Or the decision. The final right, I got you. Right? So, I mean, maybe you say some shit just to get one last word in. But, you know, as things kind of fizzle out when you're older, it's like, well, hey, we'll keep in touch, no hard feelings. Not like we'll keep in touch, but like, if I was to bump into you, I wouldn't be like, oh, get out of here. You yeah, know and I mean? like you said, it's... Not it's, keep in touch. Keep like, you know... Keep right, it's just the mature thing to do. You know, when you reach a certain age and a level in life, you got so many, much other shit you're worried about. You know, like, it's, so it's not really that serious at all. Oh, yeah, it's my ex. Yeah, hey, how you, how you been? Whatever. And, you know, keep it moving. If something were to happen where, like, you know, guys happen to, like, DM or some shit just on some, like, cool stuff, and whatever. You have to trust your uh, partner to know, like, they're not going to, they know what they have, they value what they have, they're not going to mess yeah. it up. You know, that's my You know, it's kind of weird to me is I feel like certain exes, like, always tend to like your shit. They will. You know, I will like, say this. Kind of, like, if it's one specific person that always, always likes something you post, like, why? I will say sometimes it's probably us reading too much into it. They may just actually be bored. And then on the, flip, on the flip side of that, uh, they may just want to see, like, how you're doing. Not because they want to get back with you, but, like, okay, how's he doing in life? Right. Know? And I don't think it's that. Yeah. It's just kind of It's Yeah, yeah, I got you. How Here, do you feel where about Where are you that at game? on this? Uh, I mean, it's definitely a interesting question. Uh, I'd probably say like I, I don't really, I don't really. Your say, circumstance is a little uh, bit different. Well, I mean, I mean, well, uh, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I like the mother of my two daughters. Like, we communicate, but it's more in, in the means of like to speak to them. Like now at this point, like we can be cordial, we're fine, but we kind of like no need to talk unless it's like as like nowadays being a parent, like you only have to really talk to that ex or like you know or a situation where you have kids with someone only on situations where it's involving them outside of that you really don't need to that's why i kind of don't really feel like unless unless you have kids with someone you really don't need to talk to your ex unless y'all were genuinely friends prior to the situation only reason i'm saying that because i can create some muddy water in a relationship if you know if you have no need to talk to them yeah Yeah, yeah. you don't need to keep in touch you know the weird thing too though is relationships themselves are so strange like the fact that you can build something from scratch and you know for so long put something together and like have like you know you build something you build like a a, a bond with somebody that's unlike a bond you have with anybody else so it's almost like you don't want to it kind of sucks you feel like you said you're building that bond with somebody and then if it ends abruptly or it ends after all that time invested and spent you, you're kind of like, okay, what was the whole point of it? You know, I don't want to start over again. I thought that person was the one for me. And when it's not the one, how do you how do you move on from that? You know, that's, that's my, my take on that because it, it can, 
it's much easier said than done if that makes sense because that's somebody you who knew you you knew her and it's hard starting over especially when you're older like when you're young whatever but when you're older people don't want to do that so sometimes you just people settle it can be your choice sometimes yeah and it can still be like an adjustment period you know how do I even approach like what do I do with my free time now I think anytime you have like a hobby a job you know any kind of a commitment of any sort that just abruptly ends a relationship it's weird almost supplanting that with more things to kind of fill the time imagine being um, a single woman in your 30s yeah. Like I feel like nowadays, like with a yeah, kid. I, 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 well, I, I, yeah, I, like even not, not even with that. I, I was, I, I was, I was, what I was gonna get into is, is yeah, the day, yeah. is the day. I was gonna, I was gonna get into is that point. That point, you're especially as a woman, the the taboo is like, oh, you know, by your thirties, you should be like married and then have a kid. Da da da. da. Yeah, so I feel, like, so, so I feel like at that age, you know, since we just hit thirty, thinking about it, like as a woman, like being single, like we, whether you have a kid or not, like, you're almost like, okay, like, What's wrong is this, yeah, is this time do I get married? Like, uh, I feel like it's a lot of dating pressure, there is or or, I, or the dating, or I think. Even in, th- in your thirties, that dating market becomes the willingness to have to accept, yeah, you know, like other people with kids. And I agree. And I, you know, to piggyback on what you're, you're saying, Gary, it's definitely a stigma when you do see somebody that's actually single. You think automatically something wrong with this person, like, right? Especially if they're not, you know, like ugly and they're attractive. You're like, okay, why is why are you single? And you're like up in age, no kids, no nothing. You're single and. What's going on? Is this person have mental issues going on, or is this person to control? Like Oprah, for example, we always ask, like, why has she been single for so fucking long? Like, what's she probably crazy. No. <laughs> and Holly Berry, you know what I'm like? Those, you're like, why, you know? And so it's probably some other stuff going on. But also on the flip side, it could be they're just some strong. people like being single. Yeah, I'm saying they're just strong ass women. Like, you know what? I like being single. I don't need a family. Like, I'm content with being this. Because I've got some friends that come to mind that are single that I'm like, well, they actually just kind of like being single. Yeah, they don't want to be older. They like being single. Right. Don't want any kids. I think part of that is just, you know, we're kind of numb to procreation in our generation. I think the other part of that, too, is overpopulation. You know, there's literally some physiology behind, oh, we're overpopulated. I don't want to procreate. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that why uh, widespread pandemics are created? You think like yeah. coronavirus is just like oh yeah let's well let's let's uh, let's minimize some overpopulation yeah. <laughs> yeah we yeah. are doing it right now. you know that's where they say that that shit was made in the lab right yeah and I mean we've seen it how do you how do you uh, HIV how do you get yeah you you that was get, a man made well yeah yeah I mean, it could be yeah a lot of stuff is man made how do you get you know, damn near universal support is if a massive sickness like that comes out and you find the antidote and then you get everybody seeking you out for that antidote. You know what I mean? Like, that's... I, like, V for Vendetta, that's the exact premise of the movie. I'm not saying I necessarily believe that, yeah. but anything is possible in today's day and age. And I still apologize. I'm apologizing in advance for what I'm about to say right now, but I... Personally, I feel that Magic Johnson, they paid him off as the poster boy. Paid him off? What do you or, mean they paid him no, off? No, no, like not paid him off, but I'm not saying he, he didn't not have it, you know, but the fact that, you know, he was one of the greatest to me. And, you know, when it happened, that devastated everybody at the moment. Like, dang, not Magic, you know? And he just, when you have money, you can deal with shit a lot better. 
as well, you know, versus somebody that's broke and don't have like as much money. Oh yeah, definitely. But I feel him. like it was a little bit more incentive when they found okay, like he does have this. He's black. Okay, how can we like benefit from this? That makes sense, you know. Well, I read. Uh, I was reading the Tipping Point from Malcolm Gladwell. One of the things he was talking about was you know how he he describes epidemics, but the reason he describes that is to give a metaphor for how ideas can spread, you know, and become viral. He talks about HIV and really how that wasn't like back in the in the past people would get that shit and just kind of deal with it and like move on. I don't think it was really but it that mutated. It I don't mutated. think I don't think it was that common in the past like that. It was common but probably people just get over it. Right. Like, no, seriously, like people just kind of like become fine with it. But then it got to the point where they would, you know, it mutated, and then pneumonia that would come with it would start onsetting more. But the point I make is, like, it's just crazy to see how quickly something can spread. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the tipping point is all about. It's about that theory alone, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the hell we went from breakups to coronavirus, but we're all over the map today. <laughs> But uh, any, I mean, any final thoughts might be a little bit of a shorter episode, but if y'all will notice, moving forward, we want to have a little bit more structure, right? So come in with some current events, pop culture, field some questions from the listeners, and ultimately just kind of tackle outrage culture. What are the thoughts you got? Jock, I know you look like you got a, you got you got something to add for sure. Always, always and forever. <laughs> Shout out to Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, remember that song but no uh, what I have to say is I just you know it'll be cool if you guys can just help us out in the regards of letting your friends know letting your family members know letting people that you come in contact know that love listening to podcasts that hey it's this one that I'm actually listening to called Don't At Me and play it by ear you should check it out you know see how you like it and everything and that's just the thing I have to say about that just spread the word you know, we're only a few individuals. We can't reach everybody. So if you guys can just let us know once again via email, via DMs, however you can like reach us with feedback, that's that's most appreciated. So that's all I have to say. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe there to follow on Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both of them really, at the Rep Network. And then email us questions or any kind of feedback at repertoirenetwork at gmail.com. Gary, any, any parting words? Nah, that'll be all. <laughs> Tune in next week. Peace. You know what this is. We'll play by ear. What up, what up? What's good? In the house, we got Jack What's going on, y'all? Not, Not much, much, man. What's going on, Gary? Hey, just enjoying this Friday night. Kicking it with some crispy boys. The crispy boys. Full y'all effect. Here. Lamar playing in the background. Specifically, damn, right? But you'll notice we played it in reverse. 
the story is actually different yeah, and I think um, first and foremost that's a very dope concept that kind of flew over people's head originally to play it in reverse he actually states that on the first track you know so I think it's dope Duckworth so the story of this song it basically gets into how he I guess it was his dad prevented this dude from robbing a store turns out that dude's top dog ended up signing Kendrick right on top dog uh, entertainment right right so if you listen to the story the story of the album in normal order it starts out with blood right he goes, tries to approach that old lady, try to help her. She shoots him, right? He's dead. That's how that one started. You're like, oh shit. Or shoots him, but he doesn't die. But it continues. The first half of the album is like lust and, you know, all these like bad things tied to fame, right? And then he grows humble. You know, it's more like love, loyalty, you know, virtues, right? More right, vir- virtuous. Right. And then it ends with Duckworth, this song, which talks about redemption. You know, Top Dog almost robbed his store. Kendrick's dad talked him out of it. And then the good karma ended up catching up to Kendrick down the road because he became a famous rapper. Now, if you play the album in reverse, which y'all are about to listen to us, or listen to with us, it's a story of, same story here, right? His dad prevented Top Dog from robbing the store. That gives birth to this prodigal son, right? This Kendrick Lamar, this great artist to be. Now, it starts with him being a humble musician, a humble artist, and then it ends with him becoming more and more just consumed by the, by the industry, right? Because it yeah, happens to exactly. a lot of people in that, that light, you know? So the fact that he's speaking his truths on this is fucking it's awesome, man. It's, it's crazy. Dope. It's dope. So it, it, it's him getting consumed by the industry, and then he dies on a freak accident at the end of the song. And when you listen to it like that, you know, this came out in 2017. This is right after a lot of, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter. You know, a lot of people getting shot. A lot of uh, the Kaepernick, you know, situation. So when you listen to the art, the album in reverse order, it ends in that way. It kind of has more of a timely theme. And then it plays in reverse. And then it goes to the beginning of the album with blood. Remember this part? That's how blood begins. Mm-hmm. So this is how the album's gonna end. So this shit, hey, I'm telling you, I'm t- it's, it's a mind blowing, different man. Story. Yeah, it's, it's mind blowing. I love it. I love it. All right, next track. God. Playing in reverse sounds kind of feels cryptic. Because yeah. it is. It's, 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 yeah. it's a whole nother story, you know. Like you explaining, like, which I didn't even realize it at first. When being honest with you, so I'm learning something. Right? I'm learning something new as well, you know, but. See, and it starts out with, like, when the album ends in the original order, he's redeemed with God, you know, like this song. Like, this is, a, it ends on a happy yeah, note, right? Yeah. When you flip it around, the beats get more and more aggressive towards the end of the, the album. You know, like, DNA, I think, is the third from last track in this order. So, I mean, it hits hard. But 
Do you remember? So when this album yeah, that, came like out, like Triple X, like all that stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So when this album came out, how long were you really bumping it? Uh, about I think it was about April 2017. Yeah, so. I was bumping it for about four or five months. <laughs> so you and I both, man. I, this was. It's funny because Kendrick's my favorite artist, and honestly, I really gotta ask, where does he rank all the time? For me, he, I don't know if he's the best, but he's my. I think he's up there as my one of my favorites. To me, honestly, lyrically, he's in the. He's already in the top eight. Which is why when that when that top like whoever, whatever that DJ was, uh, was it a uh, was it old buddy from uh, from New York uh, that dropped the uh, the top fifty. Um, Rappers list. Joe it wasn't. It wasn't oh, Joe Budden, Joe but it was. Uh, it was somebody from Hot ninety seven. Hot ninety seven. You're talking Ebro. Yeah, yeah, Ebro. Yeah, Ebro right. in the morning. I want to say like they gave. Like, I think Kendrick was on the list, but like his rating, Kanye's rating, and a few others were pitiful. It was, yeah, it was yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised. Completely, well, especially you know, bullshit. I guess people think about like he had a lot of New York. He had a lot of New York rappers. Of course, like, I, 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 be I, I understand having KRS one in the top right. twenty and stuff like right. that. But you had like I think you even had like Joe Budden up there. I was like, whoa. whoa, whoa. Pump, pump, yeah. pump, pump, pump it up. I think part of it that's stupid, but part of it is probably also yeah regional bias. Re- yeah, regional bias for sure. Then thinking about rappers. Yeah. Because Kanye is more of like a performer. Yeah. Right? He's more of a musician. Storyteller. Not as much a rapper. You know, like and Kendrick is a rapper. Like he's got rhymes. He, he's fast when he wants to be. He's got all kind of tempo. He's got a cool voice. But he's also a storyteller. That's why he's my favorite, because yeah. he's got the best of all those different uh, facets, you know? I respect Kendrick because I feel personally when he was first coming up. It wasn't really how it is now. Like he, he always progressively gotten better. Like each yeah. year, it was always better, better. To be better, honestly, like he's legendary. very similar to J. Cole. They do the same thing, but Kendrick's a little more. Kendrick's a little more aggressive. Right. You know, it's like a, it's like Martin to Malcolm kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah. You know? yeah I, agree. I agree. It's like pick your poison. Like both still passionate and gets their point across, but it's almost like you can pick and choose what you know what your preference is. But either or is gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, what I was going to mention earlier, my favorite album, probably all time, is Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, me too, man. just, I love that album. If I have to think, all right, what is Kendrick's second best album in my mind? I don't know. Is it Damn? Is it To Pimp a Butterfly? But what's crazy is, like, that means one of of those have to be his third best. And that just seems crazy to think that his third best album... Is either damn or the Pimple Butterfly, but honestly, everything he puts out they're fire. better than most people's shit. You know, like right, right. I, I think to me, I have Good Kid, Mad City, and then to Pimple Butterfly, then damn, and then damn. Ooh, but it can man. swap any given yeah. day, right? Yeah. And then the other ones are good too. You know, Overly Dedicated, Section Eighty, uh-huh. um, and then even Untitled Unmastered. You know, yeah. that one just yeah, that that one was that one right? was yeah, a good one. I but, think mine's too, Mike. I agree with you uh, personally. I feel like. Good Kid, Mad City was legendary. I bumped that shit for months in a row. You know, and To Pimp a Butterfly was, like, very good as well. Damn was one that I wish I would have listened to, like, a little bit more. And yeah. now I'm going to go back and listen to it more. Like, just listen to it for <laughs> what it is. Especially after this, right? Well, yeah, of course. But, like, uh, that's my order, you know, for each one. I don't know why this is freezing up. What's the next song? Come on now. All right. In this order, the next song is Fear. So, 
even though this is like in my mind his third best album, I still have this better than most albums of, of that year. I don't know what else. What else came out in 2017? Let me ask you a question. Why can't they all be equal? Uh, I want to say dates. Daytona came out around the same time, or not too much later. Was that an album? It was like like that was that was kind of when Kanye was dropping every, like uh, everyone's seven track best. Are you saying was, uh, which year are you saying, Mike? Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Did Daytona come out in twenty seventeen? Did it? I, I thought that. So it, Ye was twenty eighteen. I remember Ye was twenty eighteen. Because Daytona was the first album that came out of the uh, installation. Yeah. And then it was. Um, it wasn't Nas, was it? Was Scorpion twenty seventeen? No, I kind of want to. I feel like it was. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, actually, without you know, so we can just be. Factual, more life, more life was right twenty seventeen. Yeah. I remember that. But yeah, Daytona was a classic, man. Like I love that album I as well. That might have, yeah, that might have been twenty eighteen. Yeah, I kind of wish she would have spent more time on Tiana Taylor's album since it was the last one, and she's a very, very uh, great artist as well. But yeah, damn, man, this this album is. That's why back to what I what I said, Mike, about why do we have to place them? Because I feel like they're all equally as great their own way, you know. I feel you, yeah. So this is one of my favorite songs on the track. Yeah. The reason I like it is it tells like a full story in just the one song. It talks about when he's seven to 2018. So it talks about when he's seven and he's a kid, right? Then it talks about when he's 17. Then it talks about when he's 27 yeah. and all the different shit that he went through. And just talks about overcoming fear, right? Kind of. My favorite is the last part. I like songs when they have like a turn in the beat. So this is the one that God damn you, God damn we. You'll see when it comes. Obviously, I like songs when they do that, and also I like the way that it kind of ends the song. With, like, a I want to say that there were about at least three or four tracks that the whole vibe or like beat actually DNA, changed. Yeah, DNA midway changes. through the track. Yep. The reason why I like this song personally because it, it speaks to like my childhood as well, like growing up in like you know, urban. <laughs> high now. Huh? He says I'm high now. You're like this is my life growing up. No, no, it was. You know, like I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I didn't grow up in the the best neighborhoods. You know, so it was, it was times where we didn't have water. You know, I didn't have food to eat sometimes. Mom's working. I'm keeping myself. And this was like the black community at times. You know, um, I'm out there trying to get it, provide, which she did. Great. You know, kudos to her for raising like black, you know, young men like in America. Cause I know that shit's extremely hard as a single mom parent. So that's why this song actually speaks to me because stuff that he said. Hanging here, I lived through some of that, so I, you can relate more when you actually been through some of it, you know. Yeah, I feel you on the single mom part. Well, I don't really remember my mom being single, she really wasn't single like much of my childhood, yeah. But you know, my parents divorced when I was younger, so I, I was on my own a lot, not like in a bad way, you know. What you I mean? like, I just had a lot of independence, me too, exactly. you know, and that helped me grow into who I am today. I feel like I don't have like a clinginess to people because I've taught myself how to do a lot of things. So it's kind of cool when you have an album. Now this is talking more about like a rough upbringing, so it's different. And it's not a one-to-one -one comparison. It's not apples to apples, but there's enough in there in certain parts. You're like, okay, I remember that kind of feeling. Right, and I, I agree definitely. What about you, Gary? How do, how do you feel about this track? Uh, I never, I never gave fear enough of a listen. 
Like I was, it was never one of my top tracks on the album. I was, I was kind of skimmed through it. It was one that I used to, if I didn't skip, I would listen to it but not pay any attention to it. And then the more I started paying attention to it, I, I think what really caught my attention first, this is a long song. I think it's like seven minutes long. So when I was sitting there, I was like, damn, this song's still playing? And then I'm listening to it, and I'm like, 27, wait a minute. And I go back, rewind, 17. I'm like, oh shit, he's telling a story. Wait, 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 let me start back over, you know? This is one of those ones that I'm like, I wasn't really paying attention if he started over. It, um, it's one of those tracks, it's a smoker's track. It burns slow. You really have to sit there and listen. And digest. That's, it is, yeah. it is. It's like a little bit of a... Like you said, it's when you skip through because so much of the beginning part, like the the songs that people remember from this album are what DNA, Damn. Element, yeah. Humble, Humble, Loyalty, Loyalty, and those are all pretty like heavy hitting. Not, I mean, Loyalty's not heavy hitting, even though it is kind of an upbeat track. Well, yeah, Rihanna on it, so that's what makes it yeah. even more. Like, it, it, so. it, was, it was a radio hit, yeah. So definitely, everyone knows definitely. about it. It's a single, you know. Yeah, to, to be Element, yeah. High tempo. Right? Yeah, to be Element was my favorite. Still high tempo, but didn't get any radio play. But I think still I like Lust. Yeah. Lust was my first favorite. Good. And then DNA grew on me. This one's one of my favorites, too. I will say the one that's most repeatable is DNA. Yeah. Like, that'll be one where I'm at the gym, and I'm like, let me time it to where it's like, give me finish, a like you, you can finish right, your workout. Yeah. yeah. So, give me some go. Yeah. So, fun fact about Kendrick, he's actually a black Israelite. Gary, you may know a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get deep into that, but you He's guys... we're all Israelites. Well, yes and no. He's making an album, though. That's what he says. I mean, yes... Watch, he's about to explain it, actually. Watch. Yes and no, but it's different, like... What? Sections, too, you know? So, this is a fun fact I want want to throw out there. But, you know, when he sent us, he's talking about his, like, the black... Society. That's what it means by us. Now watch this. God damn us all. Verse 2 says, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. So until we come back to these I think I didn't give it enough radio play or enough play in the car because I would fast forward to this part. Because like it's his more vibe. My vibe. Yeah. Yeah. This is your vibe. Definitely. I do like a song though that builds up to a good ending. You say, look, we are the Israelites. You, you can agree with that or not, you know. Just, I, I respect his. How he feels about that, you know, if that makes sense. But you guys should Google it more so you can. Understand what that actually really means. What song is it? So was it fear or was I'm an Israelite? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, no, yeah. I'm an Israelite. Don't call me black no more. what the Lord says. These curses are going to be upon us. We're going to be at a lower state in this life that we live here and today in the United States of America. I love you, son, and I pray for you. God bless you. Shalom. Reaching. Always. But it goes, hey, it goes. This shit knocks. Oh yeah. yeah, Triple X. Yeah. Just the way with, with you too. Yeah, it's different. It's uh like a when I when I say like there's, there's certain tracks that the tempo completely changes. Yeah. That's why I enjoy this one. So if you listen to it in the in the 
regular order. This is like the final, like, upbeat. Banger. Yeah. You know, and then it kind of slows down. So this song talks about vengeance. One of his boys gets gunned down and he goes, I'm going to go kill him, right? That's why I love it. He ends up not doing it, I think. And that's when it kind of, that's when he finds God and all that, you know, the next couple of songs. Yeah, yeah, I think it's dope because he's speaking to like, hey, even though, you know, I'm trying to find guy, everybody has those two sides to them, you know? which is dope because we all, we all have different sides to us. Y'all, y'all come to that breaking point. Hey, that, you know, that, that's pretty telling of the story. Pretty telling of the song that we all like got distracted. But honestly, bro, like that's any of us. If if we were to lose a family member or a best friend, you wouldn't. How, how would you feel about that? You would want to get revenge. Yeah, it's sufficient. So, so he gets robbed for some money, right? Killed. That's when he's like, I'm gonna go get revenge, and he ends up not doing it. It reminds me of uh, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, Trey yeah. basically is. Trey gets out of the car. See, so in this order, he's talking about his dad, you know, his, how this all kind of started. And he's talking about God. He's talking about fear and dealing with that and overcoming it. Now he's overcoming his fear and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to go shoot somebody, you know? So in this order, you can see it get progressively aggressive. And it'll kind of take a step back here and there, but it'll keep getting more and more aggressive, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's what I like, the, the tempo switch, you know? I actually like it in this order more. I do, too. I do, too. I'm starting, I'm starting, I'm starting, like, I, like, I now feel like I need to go on the, like, go in my phone and, like, just adjust the whole order. So yeah. if you'll notice, we're, we're playing this on the Apple Music, right? So the TV, or, uh, Apple TV, so it's showing damn, right? But it's the uh, collector's edition. The collector's edition is ordered in this order. So people are like, why is it in reverse order? And that's when he, so Kendrick came out and confirmed, hey, it is a, it's not necessarily a different story, but it's definitely a different feel. And he's right. It is like a very different feel. I love it. It, it picks up momentum instead of like burst of energy and slow down. I want to say the track before, in, in the original order, the track before DNA uh, ends with a, with a news report. I wonder how this plays out when we play it in reverse with that news reporter going into the that's DNA an track. That's theory. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering how that would sound. Yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good point. I'm curious too. Now. I bet it would sound up though. So that's going to be close to the end actually. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be, it should be at the very end so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I definitely like the first half of this song more. Yeah. It's a very s slow pace, like this. Towards the end. Yeah, you know, but I, I dig it still. I do, you know, I do like Bono. I do like U2. Even though we all hated Apple for making us yeah. down there. Yeah. Like, it plays automatically when you, you know go what? in the they, car. They didn't, they didn't make you, they just put it on automatically. 
They just put it on. <laughs> the, fu- the funny thing about it, like I want to say about a week, uh, a few days ago, I, a customer came into the Apple store like, hey, like, why is this U2 song always playing? This is like in the car. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You remember the Cal- silhouettes? California Apple, comes on after. The iPod. Yeah. Commercial. Love. Featuring Zachary. 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 <laughs> Wherever he is, he killed it. <laughs> he killed I it. do like this song. Have y'all seen the I'll video for this? I have. It's my favorite yeah. video from the album. This is my favorite video from the album. Because yeah. it shows the ups and downs. It shows him like at the dinner table yeah. with his girl and they're all happy and loving. And then it transitions to them like her like yelling at him yeah. about something. He's just like him in his head, rolling his eyes. Then it transitioned to her throwing something at him. You know, like it shows like the whole spectrum of emotions. So basically, he's, he's describing a relationship. Look, Everybody's relationships. Yeah. That happens exactly. with everyone. We gon' function. We gon' function. I'm telling you, yeah. Like, back times. We should start. We should just start. We should all just start singing it. Like karaoke. <laughs> yeah. I know it's coming over here. Like, come on. Now. Yeah, that's nah, this ain't the one. <laughs> 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 this would be a, this would be dope if a karaoke bar did have this song. I know. That would be sick. Now I feel like most do though. Hey, let's go sometime. I don't do it, but like Emily, Emily does that shit. Yeah, yeah uh, I'd uh, be down too. Matter of fact, let's go. Let's go next Friday. I feel like that's the Filipino thing. Like they love going. They love singing karaoke. Shout out to my Filipinos again. But yeah, I'm down. Next Friday. We can do it. Emily loves that shit. She, she'll drop anything to go do that. To go karaoke? I, you know, I don't really do it. I've done it one time. Me and, and Jack I did drunk. it last time I did it. I was drunk. What and I did, uh, this was right after the Patriots won the Super okay. Bowl. So I was feeling myself, feeling the Patriots. Yeah. So I did uh, Trophies. Okay. Song. Okay. The last you were going to clown me for that. That's all right. Y'all can. That's okay. okay. But I love that shit. Like, hey, you know what, like man? It's like a trophy song. But uh, I would, I've been thinking though, if I was gonna do karaoke again, what songs I would do? I might do Country Road, Take Me Home. That would just sounds fun. Or that's a good one. That's a good one. Emily would do that. Or Bill Withers, just the two of us. Okay, okay. I wanna do classic. I wanna do Rock Your Body and Day. That's me. That <laughs> shit went fucking hard. Wait, man. Justin Timberlake? Yeah. yeah shit. Shit. Talk to me, girl. But yeah, that um, shit went hard. But no, I was going to say uh, with, with trophies, I'm one of the, the biggest non-Drake fans that you can meet because I feel like I don't like his he style person. He has some I'm about to get to that. It's like any pop artist. Right, right. And I guess because I didn't like that sound personally, but I'm saying it right now. You guys are hearing it first here as well. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I don't. But no, um, <laughs> I respect Drake. You know, he's been consistent for like a lot of years. Ten years. Ten years. That, that's a long time. Uh, so you know, I respect Drake. You know. I feel like if you're not gonna respect him at this point, you're just kind of hating. I'm yeah. not a big fan. It's like any pop artist. There are some songs I think are catchy. There's some songs that I can attach good memories to. But you gotta respect them. You know, like Bieber. I've, I do. I couldn't tell you other than Baby. One Bieber song. I wouldn't know either. Despacito. Yeah. Or, that's it. Uh, that's the only had, ones I, I know. He had a new song called Yum Yum. I just, I just heard it like, <laughs> yeah, like. But I'll give ago. him credit though. Like, look, yeah. he's been relevant for a long time. Yeah. I don't know his songs, but I give the dude respect. Mm-hmm. 
We got way off track. Definitely. This is my favorite song on the album. Or at least it was. I don't listen to it as much anymore, but this was my favorite song on the album. I love the beginning. I love this beat right here. I don't really like it so much at the end, but I love the intro. And uh, speaking of karaoke, the last time me and Jock did karaoke together, we sung Pony. It was, uh, I want to say it was uh, probably like e- easily over like seven, eight years ago. We, had, we ended up going out with Monique. Uh, it was a mutual friend of ours. Like, uh, Shout out. Yeah. Shout out, Monique. And you yeah. know what, Monique? She, 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 invited, she, invited, she invited us out to a karaoke bar. So speaking about that, and we sung Pony yeah, together. Remember you remember now? Yeah. Okay. Monique, shout, I shout out to you, man. Like, I fucking love you. One of the homies, like, you're dope as shit. Like, yeah. She's one of our biggest supporters with the uh, podcast. So, Monique, we all been friends with her, like, since she was, like, we were younger, like, high school. And, you know, just a beautiful person, man. Beautiful soul. You know, like, she's always... It's been positive, like close friend everything. of the family. Yeah, close friend of our family. All exactly. So just shout out to you, man, and keep keep being you. Don't ever change. I need some water. <laughs> I just like the beginning too, because it talks about like that whole like just stereotype. Like this yeah. whole the first two tr- uh, each verse starts with just like him riffing on stereotypes. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, best part. When I when I hear this part of the track, it kind of makes you kind of think of your, your life. It, it makes you reflect on life. It kind of makes you reflect on life and what, almost in a way of what you're doing with you know with yourself. Like, like he talks about you know fucking on a bitch, go go play some Madden today. It's kind of it's relatable, you know. It's like the ideal. Like he's talking about like all the stereotypes of like a rapper, right? Like. You're like, fuck it, just go hook up with girls, skip my job, skip all that shit. You know. it's that whole but he's also talking about the cloud chasers on Instagram. Yeah. It's that whole, put your makeup on, put your weeds. It's a whole motto of, of living fast, dying young. Yeah. You know. Spring Breakers, you know the movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a wild vibe. Oh, the one with uh, James Franco? Yeah. And Selena Gomez? Yeah, it was a very random. What was weird, it was an 824 film, which the same company who did Midsummer and Hereditary, you, you, you wouldn't think 824 would do a film like that. Yeah. It was kind of off it. I thought the, I thought the end, it's funny because I fell asleep at like towards the ending and uh, my girlfriend stayed up to finish it. She was like, okay, that shit was unrealistic. You know, but isn't it based on a true story? I don't remember the movie at all. I'm being honest with you. I just remember, like, it, it was too... I think it was, but it was too cartoonish. Cheesy, yeah. Cheesy. Like, James Franco's character was so ridiculous. But again, I think it was based on a true oh, character. I think it was. He had the do-rag and shit, right? Yeah, he didn't get braids. It, it was so unbelievable. He's a great actor, don't get me wrong. But that, it is too... For me personally, it was too unrealistic. They should got riffraff. Yeah, he would have tried to fit it more. I think he tried to sue him for that. Because for, for, I guess, I guess, interpreting his persona, exactly, right, imitating his persona without, without permission type shit. Because that was basically yeah. That was. So did y'all notice he said, "Wake up, wish an election wasn't true." This was also right after Trump got elected. So, however you feel, this is exactly when it came out. So that's another lens to look at this 
Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, just prior to the election. He was he was recording this when I guess shortly after the election. I like the fact 2017. yeah, I like the fact that he's referencing Bible scriptures in this album as well. Those James 4:4 and other other like you know things that are relative to like. Different reach out there. I think that's pretty dope. That, you know, the, the track is called Less, right? And he's mentioning all these different things about the actual the earth and the world. Like, Kendrick is, is dope, man. Like, he really is. He's been ahead of his time. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. He's definitely in my top 10. For a fact. He definitely is in my top 10. So, if I had to go through right now, my top. I hey. think I don't know if okay. Uh, are we gonna talk about? Nobody pray for me. Alright, this is the track. This is the single that everybody's big yeah, on. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of the song. I got tired of hearing it personally. I got tired of hearing yeah, it. I think it, it. You know, it got played. got a lot of radio play. Right, right. And it gets played at the bar or club. Exactly. I didn't really like the chorus. I, I gotta have a, a good chorus. It still makes me want to move. Yeah, but yeah I dance too. Yeah, I still dance too, but it just got to, like, once you get over it, it's too saturated, too flooded into the market work. Me, personally, I don't like hearing stuff overly played exactly in the radio. I, I don't like that. So, this was probably the top single on the track, right? Oh, definitely. Most definitely. Album. What was the top single off of uh, Pimple Butterfly? All right. I yeah, all right was probably all right was. It's, it's yeah. one of very few that he made a music video for. Yeah. These walls, I like that one a lot. Yeah, like these walls, lot. and uh, I'd probably say uh, complexion. Complexion. Complexion goes. It's deep. Uh, how much yeah. dollar cost? Yeah. We gotta do that. Oh, We're definitely yeah. gonna do that one. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Not even mentioning it all. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Shit, play it right but, now. Um, and then with Good Kid, Man City had a lot of singles, right? Like Recipe, Swimming Pools, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice. Honestly, th this is a sleeper one that I'm, I'm about to name right now. I love Good Kid, Mad City, the actual track. For real. Yeah, yeah, good kid. Like good kid. Good kid. I'm sorry. Excuse me, guys. But yeah, that was one of my favorite tracks. Actually. Just because I love that production and the beat. Maybe just the beat, just like the feel of it. That that whole album. We're gonna do that album too down the road. Um, that whole story right there. Like just how it tells a full narrative through the whole you know, duration of the album. The other thing that I like too is I like when artists have like a literary device to kind of carry the album. So like in the beginning of Tyler's career, he did like uh, the therapist thing, you know, like uh, Dr. TC, remember on Bastard and Goblin, and even in The Wolf it kind of continues a little bit, right? In Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick had like you know the voicemails were telling the story. You know, the voicemails with his, with his mom and yeah, his mom. Now in this one, it's got like the breaks in between where he's talking, you know. And also to Pimp a Butterfly, it was the, it was, uh, it was the devil. I could tell you was well, conflicted. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty, that pretty voice much. was the devil talking. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. This, this is what I loved, yeah. And that, it's, it's that, man that's versus why, man, man versus that's, self. Yeah, exactly. So, Good Kid, Mad City is that coming of age story, right? Mm -hmm. To Pippa Butterflies, Butterfly, you're, you're uh, a caterpillar. caterpillar growing into something big, you know? Something beautiful. Um, 
another low key banger. Oh yeah, <laughs> this one. Like the riffs in this, it's like you know how this yeah. starts. And this is another one of those kind of funky ones. Yeah. Oh, got the crispy boys out. Had to figure out what's what. One thing I definitely hope is uh, that all listeners, when you hear this, like. Should always have a beer in your hand if you're vibing this on a Friday. Crispy boys. Yeah. Need a crispy boy with you. Get you a crispy boy. Put it on track. What is this? Eight? Lost <laughs> yeah, count. Reverse. <laughs> That's actually a good thing when you lose count of the tracks. I feel like if you're counting the tracks, you're like, uh, what's next? But no, back to like the literary device. That's what I like about Kendrick. It's every album kind of has that. You know, yeah, the additional carry the dialogue. Story, you know? One thing a lot of albums nowadays don't do is bonus tracks. One, yes. yeah, I think Kanye still enjoys the art of a bonus track. He always throws one in there. Oh, but, yeah. but not not only bonus tracks, but also um, skits. There's not enough skits. Nobody does plays, skits. Well, you know what it skits. is? It's because you know all these albums are built for streaming, right? So all these streaming ones, they have to basically capture your attention span and in this day and age which i think is sad because yeah you you lose the art of storytelling with that well and so many people don't even release albums now they just release singles you know now that's why i like kendrick because in my mind he's one of the last true artists yeah because he's not gonna release i I like very seldomly releases singles Oh yeah, it's gonna be an entire project. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of the point, right? Like, damn, there's a couple of them. DNA, uh, Element. You know, I don't even know if Element was a single. I mean, they made a video. I don't even think it was. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I, 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 that's what I like about him is that he'll tell that complete story every single time without fail. Yeah, nobody does skits anymore. You know the other the other thing though is Travis Scott will kind of do he'll kind of do like the uh, two so- songs in one, like Oh My Decide. Pharrell, Pharrell did two songs in one the best. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, Pharrell's the creator of that. Yeah. Well, you know, all right, you know so my favorite, favorite. I love that concept. Hidden track. Lost Queen. Have you have you listened to Lost Queen all the way through? I, I doubt I have. Yeah. I never. It's on Girl. I used to. I, I wasn't really big on Lost Queen, so I'd skip it a lot. But one time I was just let it play all the way through. Is, you know, you are Lost Queen. And then it, you know, it fades out. Quiet for a while, and then you hear waves crashing for like a minute, right? And it picks up. Doo, 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 doo. You gotta look Dude, I'm telling you, listen to the hidden track on Lost Queen. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna listen to that mic on the ride home tonight. Listeners, if you can do us a favor as well and listen to that, that'd be very cool. Shout us out. Each of us. The Rep Network, Instagram, Twitter. Right, and each of us, we have very awesome music taste. You know, we don't listen to 
No, I'm being honest with you. Like, we listen to dope music, you know, from all genres. You know, we're not just limited to like one era of music, you know. So, wouldn't be telling you to listen to a song if it wasn't a good song. We need y'all to subscribe to play it by ear. The little brother don't at me, but hey, it's a powerful little brother. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, rate and review. Check us out on social media at The Rep Network. Might as well do some plugs in between tracks. This was one of the catchiest songs on the album. Loyalty. So why do you feel like it was such a hit? Mike. Well, so you got the Rihanna part, so you got kind of like the pop angle to it. The other part, too, is... Future made this song, too. It's just a catchy-ass song. It's smooth, like... It's like kind of like one of those old-school, like, 90s, like, rap R&B feel songs that finesse the ladies, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, about, like... feel to it. Yeah, definitely, like, Rihanna um, made the song. I feel like Future made the song, too. Like, his fucking verses on this was, like, legendary, bro. When he came in and started saying this, it's just you, I was I was me I was gonna catch on. Uh, no, yeah, he's not on this at all. He's not he's not on this at all. I just see if y'all paying attention. I thought maybe like he had I was like paying attention. I just wanted to see where you're trying to get. I, I, I was maybe like did he have a remix? Hey, thank you guys for that. But no, I'm just fucking with you. But no, seriously. Yeah, Rihanna definitely like you said, Mike. She definitely made the song with her vocals. And it's just like a, uh, a vibey song anybody can listen to and relate to. Yeah. 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 I maintain the best video from the album was Love. Yeah. Like a DNA was weird. I remember Don Chino. Yeah, yeah. DNA, I didn't really understand, but Element, I loved just because just the colors and the vibe, and plus I enjoy the song. So if I like the song, I'm most likely gonna like the video. It's hard to fuck, hard to mess it up. Jack's over here doing those gyrations and shit. Pop like, hey man, I got the music in me, man. Like MJ, RIP. This is the one you probably hear the most on the radio, I feel like. Oh, facts. Humble was probably like the the single from the album. And this is the one that got the most radio play, I feel like. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I agree, Mike. Because also, Humble was around March before the album dropped, I think. Yeah. And then loyalty, like they put it on the radio right around summertime. I feel like so everywhere you go, you know, everybody's out and about in the summertime. Which was smart to do. It's, yeah, it's more of a summer smart. vibe. It's catchiest one. You hear the shit everywhere you go, every bar. You know, like you said, it's pretty universal. So every radio station, even like a 104, we'll play it. Yeah. But yeah, guys, if you can just let us know, I feel like what we should do right now. Let us know your favorite Kendrick albums in order. You know, go ahead and add us. You know, add us. Subscribe as well. Add us. The Rep Network. Rep, on Rep Network on your favorite Kendrick album. Also, if y'all order. ever want to just hear any album reviews or any kind of exclusive content, you can shoot us an email. Our email is network at gmail.com. Make sure you shoot us any kind of feedback. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you think of the album. The album. 
Let us know what you think of the podcast. The podcast, right? The, and the podcast and the album as well. The album. Yep. So right now, I'm playing by ear. Once again, let us know what you think of the actual albums that we're actually choosing. If you guys want us to like actually critique your album as well, like Mike said, once again, like shoot us, you know, the you know email uh, at us. Let us know, you know, we'll definitely um, do that for you guys because we appreciate all you guys' support once again and continue to you know subscribe, spread the word, and support us. You know, thanks for tuning in. I feel like I feel like I like this song. Yeah, no, this song is nice. It's one of the more jazzy feels. Yeah, and the fact about this song, it's it's a it's a jazzy feel, like you said, Mike. And me personally, I, you know, I think the older you get, Gary, you just start to like jazzy, jazzier stuff, more stuff that's more laid back and chill. Me personally, I know when I was younger, I like. More like hype. more beat. Yeah, yeah but, um, beat. Yeah. I would say, I mean, nowadays, yeah, I'll, I'll pop in some Stevie Wonder, just follow one, just some funky exactly. or a smartphone and fire. Exactly. Or some some uh, Maze, featuring preach, preach, uh, Frankie Beverly, um, Shaka Khan. You know, and it just gives me that vibe where it just, you know, the thing I respect about each and every one of Kendrick's albums is they age very well. Uh, we, we, like ten years, exactly. Ten years from now, we can come back and listen to it and still, like, still feel modern. Exactly, right. right. So I think that's just very dope. You know, that's how you know you're a great artist when you can, we can do that without even realizing it. I don't think. I mean, I could imagine that Kendrick has to know that you know, like, hey, I know that I'm a good artist. But the fact that he's actually like not a, he's a great fucking artist, in my opinion. You know. Gonna keep making shit like forever, Ain't so, uh, I like that. Like it's cool. I respect artists like that. This song is good when you're like in your feelings, so. Like when you're pissed off about something, you can just listen to this and just be like, man, I'm in my feelings. I feel like, I feel like. Right now, like I was saying, like, like I feel that personally, that Kendrick Lamar, each of his albums, they age very well. Oh, yeah. We can go, like Gary was saying, 10 years from now, and it will still feel relevant. Which is pretty fucking cool. When you think about that. So the first Kendrick exposure I had was the rest of the movie. That was the first song I heard, and I was like, "Yeah, this song's cool." So I started looking him up, and I'm like, "Man, he's, he's attached to a lot of like big names, you know, Dr. Dre, you know, uh, a couple Drake songs, you know, shit like that." Like, no, no, I'm not a Drake fan. I know he's a list of people, so I'm like, "This Kendrick guy's pretty popular. I've been listening to some of his shit." So I listened to Good Kid, Mad City, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And then I was like, what else does he have out? So I went back and listened to Section 80. Section 80 was dope. At first, I wasn't a big fan, but it really grew on me. And then before that, he had Overly Dedicated. Have you ever listened to Overly Dedicated? I have not, sir. I have, but I didn't pay enough attention. I love Overly Dedicated. That one has a really good feel. That one, to me, is the most diverse. It's not as much of a story as the other ones. Um, obviously, Untitled Unmastered is not a story at all. But uh, Overly Dedicated, to me, has the most range of all his works. I don't know if you call it an album, but that one's a good one. Definitely recommend y'all listen to it. Yeah. That's, I, didn't, I didn't realize that, Mike. Thanks for the, uh, the heads up with that. 
It's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, now I'll actually go. Because me, guys, I know some of my personal followers. Followers. Some of my personal followers. You know that I'm very big on music. So anytime somebody recommends a song or album, please believe I'm going to listen to it. So when I first listened to the album, Lust was my favorite. Now I'd say this and DNA are my favorite. Put the Bible down and go out for the This shit always gets me So how many times have y'all seen Kendrick in concert? I actually have to. my man. I've seen him like four different times. He's a great fucking performer. He interacts with the crowd, which I love. And he's very, like, hyped. Like, he knows how to read the fucking crowd. He, once again, I don't, personally, when I go to concerts, I hate when the artist is not really interacting with the crowd much. They're kind of singing, say some generic shit, like, go back to singing. But he's actually speaking from his, his heart and his soul, which I respect that, you know. If I'm not mistaken, I think he had a show at uh, House of Blues in Houston before. Like, Pretty before sure. he got really big. Warehouse that would have been. Can you imagine that? Because yeah. you go to a Kendrick show before he's big, like Section 80 Kendrick. You know, my first concert that I went to before he was big, take a while, guess. First concert yeah, that I ever been to before he was big. This was back in high school. In high school? Yep, high school. Oh, me person. I'm going to tell you. Drake. Oh, which one? It was his first tour in Houston at Warehouse Live. Uh, that's when he had the... Uh, the mixtape. I remember that. Yeah, the mixtape. So far, mixtape. Yeah, it was that concert. That shit was dope. He started later, but it was cool. That's when he wasn't really super big yet. He was just coming up in the ranks, and now Drake's a fucking mega superstar, the best artist you know of all time type shit. Like as of right now. And I don't tell many people this story, but I was standing in line. I told you this before. You didn't believe it. But he actually passed me up in his fucking Tahoe or SUV. He looked like mad as shit. He was just like in the backseat, just like looking at shit like that. And I was like, oh shit, that's Drake right there. Like I was like right next to him, literally. You know what I mean? And it was just like, and he kind of like, like just kind of like, what up type thing. And my outfit was, you know, it was on point for the most part. You know what I mean? I always dress and shit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it was that. Shameless plug. No, was, yeah, hey, Pierre, stop. It's coming back. It's coming back. But, uh, nah, seriously. Um, yeah, it, it was very dope. It was a very good concert. And it was very interesting to see, like, the crowd. He, he was able to reach to a lot of different ethnic groups at a very early, like, early on in his career, which I think is very dope. That's how you knew that, okay, this kid's going to be very, very very big one day. Yeah. I like when it slows it down. Yeah. It, 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 it gives a whole space out. You know what I mean? It's, at the end of the day, nobody was chopping and screwing until DJ Screw did it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so, 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 like, like, screw their album, like in some part of the track, they definitely show respect. I like that. ASAP Rocky is another one that shots on a lot. So, y'all know Yah, the way it's spelled, Y-A-H. Yahweh? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yahweh, yeah. Is, Yahweh is God. Jewish. And Jewish, yeah, but it's, it's what it means, like the... Uh, I am, pretty much, you know, like, I, I'm the all-knowing, omnipotent, uh, you know, I'm God, pretty much, so, yeah, I'm sure most of you guys should have known this, but yeah, that's what that means.
aren't we all in our own head? Yeah. A lot of times. This actually is one of my favorite tracks, man. It's really smooth. It's pretty universal. Like, you can be mad, happy, sad, like, whatever mood, it kind of just fits. The thing I love about this song, Gary, is that, yeah, yeah, like, I keep saying it, yeah, yeah, but it's deeper than that. He's saying, yeah, yeah, because he's saying, oh my God, oh my God, yeah, yeah. Like, he's giving all praise to, like, the Almighty. And, like, you know what? My life is in your hands do what you want you know like i am your like you said the track how how it goes in different like sequences you know like this is one of those tracks that actually vocal, you know it does that it epitomizes that yeah you mean yeah 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 mike actually references earlier but this is a song that he states that he's a israelite israelite a black Hebrew Israel, Israelite to be specific, but like I said, you guys can Google yeah. it. So no more about the, no more about the history because we don't want to get deep into that. That's not what this actual podcast is about. Hey, wouldn't that be funny if somebody did a Dave Chappelle parody of this and instead of yeah yeah it goes yeah yeah. <laughs> Y'all remember that yeah, shit? I, remember that. I saw that video recently. I was tripping out. I forgot all about this. Dave Chappelle is one of my favorites. Shout out man. Dave Chappelle. Out Dave, Dave I know you're out there listening. I know, I know you're in Ohio, man. Hey, you need to come, you know, don't add us. Oh, actually, add us. Add us. Yeah, actually, yeah. add us. Please add us. And, you know, we'd love to have you on the show, man. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Yeah, let me shout out those guys. No, Dave. I, Dave is a real person. Of course, he's about his money, but he—I think he remembers where he came from too. How he started. Exactly like we really know him. No, 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 no. I'm saying I, like this. No, because like it's off a of vibe or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I can just tell. Like he knows. Hey, let me let me pay it back. Pay it forward. Definitely my favorite song now. What's your favorite song, Michael? It just like has the most like energy. Just like. Oh, like is it energy energy or what? Yeah. Is, is it or is it, is it spawn? <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's a <laughs> Nah, it's kind of like a whole, like, this is that kind of shit, like, when I'm at the gym and, like, the turn comes later in the song, I try to time it to where, like, that's, like, during the set, you know? Gary, is this Black Panther energy for you, or is it Captain America? Oh, <laughs> so you chose me. Well, I, I know what you're referring to. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I was like, but I'm like, I mean, especially when I think of Kendrick, I do think of Black Panther album. Oh, yeah. Because literally, he wrote the whole thing. So, that's That's more of the reference. Alright, so let me rephrase it because I, I didn't really want to reference her adventures when this came out. Is it more uh, Batman energy? Batman energy or She Hulk? It is. Uh, that's the question, though. Batman? <laughs> I don't know, Batman. Yeah, but no, Batman, shout out to, you know, getting Bruce, name, Bruce Wayne money. He's <laughs> definitely 20. Bruce Wayne. He's definitely out of this. Anti-social. However, getting I can relate to that a lot. Real, like, 
Shit, the most legit Bruce Wayne would have been fucking Christian Bale. So I guess that's shit really goes hard. Watch. Watch, like you haven't heard it before. This is real. I predict some plenty of his concerts. Like the fact he threw in that spaceship launch. Yeah, I know. He prepared you. When 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 a lyricist prepares you for something, you know you got to spit. The way he just goes so fucking fast. That's and he's saying a lot of shit. It's yeah. not like he's just like saying. Yeah, you gotta slow it down. It kind of reminds you of like a twisted flow. You know, where it's yeah. like extremely fast. Like, a lot of shit. Yeah. I respect the twisted for the speed, but like there's so much more speed. It's deeper. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's speed with substance. That's speed hard to do. Yeah. It's probably the hardest thing to do as a, as a rapper. I almost feel like people listening to the podcast, if they're listening, if you are listening, you should be listening to the album while you listen to Listen along, but I hope if you listen to this song, you turned us down just to let the shit go. My favorite song of the album. And here is the first track. So really the final track. So now this is when all that hubris, all that fame, all that him being in his head comes to a conclusion. He dies. So that means it ends with the news report. Yeah. Wow, I didn't think of that. Cause I was like, cause it, but then it flows perfectly into the DNA. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. So, Jock, last song, any final shout-outs? We already did a lot of plugs, so we probably don't have to kill people with the plugs again. No, we should. Definitely kill them with the plugs. (laughs) At the Rep Network, social media, Twitter and Instagram. No, but seriously, guys, uh, we're going to be mention this on our, you know, on that don't at me, and please subscribe to that, listen to it, give us feedback once again. But we're going to have a contest, Mike, you know, that we spoke on. So, the contest is... So we were talking about giving out some Don't Have Me t-shirts. So actually pay attention on social media. We'll announce it there because we need you guys to pay attention on social media to know when the contest starts. Right, and just realize you guys are going to be getting free shit by doing... Free Three stuff, excuse me. Three people are going to get t-shirts. Three people. I know that ain't, that's not much, but hey. It's a start, but you get a free shirt that <laughs> we made and, and we designed, you know, so just do these simple awesome. steps that we're going to announce and you get your t-shirt. I would like to yeah, so hey, good. thanks for tuning in. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify. Yes. Etc. Let's let it play to the end. You've lost your life. Views on police brutality with that line in the song, quote, and we hate the popo, want to kill us in the street, for show. Ah, please. Ah, I don't like it. Yeah, that was a good one. Hey, hold on real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Pause.